welcome back to Homestyle Women Podcast. We have all three of our hosts here today, and we have a great topic to discuss. Uh, we are going to be discussing prepping. And don't get freaked out. I know prepping gives you a lot of times you get this, oh gosh, these are freaks or wackos. There is nothing wacko about preparing for an emergency to ensure that your family is safe and prepared. So basically, we're conspiracy theorists, but we're in denial. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> so what do y'all think about this topic? Um, yeah, this is something that... Um, actually, I think this is actually pretty interesting because this is something that I think about and our family thinks about. But I see a lot of people like turn off at the idea. Like you shouldn't be prepared or maybe they're just like, you know, whatever happens, happens. And so it's an interesting topic to do. Well, I think too, like some people think that that's just living your life in fear. There is a healthy uh, range there that you have to put yourself in. Yeah, because you definitely don't want to obsess about it. Um, but as my approach on prepping is kind of the same approach as budgeting. It's something to relieve stress in a stressful time that will happen if an emergency arises. So by preparing, <laughs> you are, um, it relieves that stress. Or at least that's how I look at it. But you could definitely obsess and take it too far like anything. Yeah. So I have an idea. Um, because we are probably different levels of prepping, we should rate ourselves on a scale of one to ten how prepared we are before we actually start asking questions and doing anything. So we should mm. go from like each of us. Like what we think we personally are. Yeah. So do we want to give an example of something to be prepared for? Or... <laughs> She's the one. She's the prep. <laughs> <laughs> like only a true prepper would ask that question. <laughs> so let's just say a natural disaster. Okay. So Something that could happen. So like the day after tomorrow. The movie. <laughs> okay. Extreme natural disaster. Okay. Um, yeah, just like you're dependent on yourself. Okay. Uh, you I just want to see what start? you are, Lacey. Let's... Oh, okay. I was supposed to say let's start with Kay, but Lacey. I feel like I'm the middle Rachel. one, so. Okay, we'll go oldest to youngest. Lacey. Okay. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> I would probably... So day after tomorrow scenario. Um, I'm going to say I probably am a, I'd like to say I'm pretty prepared, but I'm going to say seven. Cool. Julie. Oh, yeah, I'm next. <laughs> um, so I'm envisioning one being I have a hole in the back of my house and I'm not going to worry about fixing it because... It's not causing an issue for you. Yes. Um, I'm probably a good solid two, two and a half. Cool. Um, 
if if we I guess this is like a hard thing to rate like that because it's like how long would you last? Yeah. Right. Because I'm like, I could probably last a good week. <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, probably two or three. This is perfect because I think I'm I could probably say I'm like a five, like a four or five. Okay. So a good little scale there. Yeah. I, I was excited about this episode because I could clearly see the differences in us. Like, yeah. And this is exactly what I imagined. Lacey, me in the middle, and then Julie. And it's going to be perfect. Oh, cool. So, yeah, that was kind of what my question was going to be. It's like, are you ready for an emergency or a disaster? Um, it's like I followed this homesteader and a couple months back they got snowed in. They had gotten record snowfall and they were snowed in for, I want to say 10 days, could not leave their house. They could not get out of the driveway. And because they do um, preserve their own food and she tries to keep a stocked pantry, mm -hmm. they didn't have to worry about, oh, I can't get to the grocery store or anything. Yeah. And they even talked about how or, or her husband was like, you know, I'm so glad that you, you know, keep us stocked up and everything because... He's like, that was such a stress reliever. Um, so that's my question. That was one of one of my questions was going to be, would y'all be able to survive 10 days without going to the store, without stressing out? 10 days? Absolutely. Like, yeah, no question. Yeah, I could. Yeah. This is the thing that Bobby probably doesn't understand. Like, he's like, ah, you're making another Walmart order? And I'm just like, but I have to have X amount of like cases of water. I don't know. I think, yeah, we could make it 10 days, but we would have to be figuring something out pretty quick after that. Right. Or like during that time. Okay. So I think a lot of people in today's society kind of, um, they don't really stock up. I don't think in the majority yeah, they you know? rely on the conveniences yeah. of today's life. I think a lot of people probably do that daily grocery. Like, oh, I'm, I'm going to the grocery store today to pick up this for for dinner. Like a live day to day. I mean, we had a good as... look at that in 2020, obviously, when it didn't take long before people were like, oh, we don't have toilet paper, <laughs> you know? Like, right. that was quick. Yeah. And I don't know if anyone wisened up since then. Like, it's possible it's gotten better. But. Yeah. I, I don't truly know if how that has affected or if it's been long enough because, you know, that things have kind of gotten back to normal. But there, you still go to the store and there's still some things you are not on the shelf. Um, But it's not as drastic as... Yeah, but at the same time, I've seen that the way people act sometimes. Like, well, like, that's a thing of the past. It's happened. Right. But that's not what we're living in. Like, I, we're still feeling the effects of that. And I think it was pretty naive to look like to look into the future and not see other things coming. Right. Um, There's the conspiracy theorists coming out, but it is what it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's going to come out inevitably in each of us, just how the world is today. Um, but, man, I had something there on the brain and i don't know where it went sorry it happens 
Do you have something to say, Julie? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think for me, I didn't feel the effects like everybody else did quite. I didn't, I don't want to like say that I didn't go through it, but it was, I also worked at a hospital during it. So I was there a lot. And then the hospital provided like a grocery store for us. So I was there. The, this is what was hard is like, I heard about the grocery store <laughs> being out of certain, this out of that and I was really blessed to be um I mean I was working a lot of hours and if I didn't have something at home I could go into the pop-up grocery store that they created for their well, that leads but, me to a question if that hadn't been available to you what would it have looked like um well to be honest I don't know, working 14-hour shifts and basically just going home to sleep and then coming back. Like, So you might would have, know. you might still would have like probably had breakfast or dinner possibly at the hospital anyways because they have a cafeteria. So yeah. you might still wouldn't have ran into those issues of not having supplies. Of not having the supplies. Yeah, I feel like I saw the supplies from a different angle from just with PPE, like reusing masks and all like what we were having to wear in order to get through our daily work. And it was like, oh, we're a hospital and we're not prepared. <laughs> right. Um, so it's like it was seeing that from that perspective was actually kind of crazy to think of like it's we you get sick where do you go right <laughs> the hospital and so that was what's a little bit scary to think about um, in the event of like prepping but right i know um what i was gonna say is how you're saying maybe people learn from that well you still like during winter a snowstorm is forecasted and people freak out and rush to the True. grocery store and you know bread milk and um what's the third item that's usually always gone i don't know i can't remember but there is always like there's three things oh in water <laughs> bacon <laughs> no water that's what yeah. it is the shelves are empty because oh no there's an ice storm that's gonna last you know we're in Oklahoma. It's more than likely not going to last that long. Yeah, but it's still a problem. But it's still a problem for a lot of people. Whereas I'm like, oh, cool. Ice storm's coming. Maybe it'll knock out the electricity. And you I'm going to stay home for a week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I don't know. I'm just, I guess, weird yeah. like that. But I remember when we were kids and we had an ice storm that knocked the power out. I mean, it knocked it out for probably a good week, I feel like. As well, yeah. And yeah, was it 10 days? I kind of feel like it was, but and I know that it affected people because we would hear on the radio that people were driving around because to keep warm in their cars because they weren't prepared. Um, I don't feel like we were that affected because we had 
oil lamps. We had propane lanterns. We had propane cook stove. We had plenty of board games. We had plenty of board games. <laughs> I At that time, I was, I had that sewing pillows, made pillows all the time, and I was sewing underneath the propane light. Um, and I think we even were able to hook up our TV. I think Dad was able to. Or like a generator? I don't know that we had a generator at that time, but I kind of feel like... I don't remember that. There was something where he hooked it up to a battery or something. He would know how to do that. He would know how. But, I don't know. I didn't... It didn't feel like a, oh my goodness, you know, it's the end of the world, you know. It was like, I felt oh, this a little cool. bit well, from mom. Like, I felt her anxiety about it. Well, because mom's a worrier. Yeah. Um. No, I think that's a really good example, though, of... I'm just gonna and I'm I can say this because I'm part of this group but I feel like there's a really hidden message there for those who aren't prepared because as kids like I remember like even though you felt mom's anxiety about it like mom and dad were probably like okay we're gonna have to have a game plan I mean they were kids raising kids so they were probably like still in the process of being prepared and getting prepared while raising kids. Whereas like as kids, we're just like reaping the benefits of their preparedness, like, and it not like Lacey, not noticing or me not noticing being like, well, I love roasting marshmallows in the propane. Like, um, so I feel like today, like, because it's so easy to reap the benefits off of what other people have done or what, um, how prepared people are or how convenient things are. We can still have that child mind of not having to be prepared. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good point. I, I can see that. Yeah. Cause so it's almost sheltered to a degree, except in yeah. our case, I mean, you know, we saw that they were prepared and they've always been vocal in being prepared. And we've always grown up yeah, around that too. But I don't think it was until later they started actually really telling us to be prepared. Then it was just like, do to do. This is our life. This is the way we live. I mean, it wasn't like, I don't know. I wouldn't say that it was like a different. Yeah, it was I probably mean, we... like more into our adult life of yeah. the, hey, you know, it'd be a good idea if you stocked up a little or, you know. Um, but I remember like early in our marriage, you know, when we'd go to the grocery store. Um, hey, we need some macaroni and cheese. And I'm over there getting, you know, 12 boxes of macaroni and cheese. And Brett's like, why are you getting that many? Why not? I mean, because we also came from a family of six, so our grocery shopping was bulk buying anyways. We also lived out of town. We lived out of town. So that's another step of being prepared is because you don't want to have to make a trip to the store. So I think it would be kind of a cool idea kind of to start baseline what you think you should have prepared and then like work up from there like and work up to see what you can do to be prepared right so just in general or general like a... i mean in general even if you're not a conspiracy theorist 
weather happens, you know, like you have to be prepared on some level. Yes. And these are yeah. good, good ideas to have. So the rule of thumb when you look into being prepared is uh, the minimum being prepared to survive for 72 hours and having the three essentials um, like shelter, food, and water are kind of your top three things to ensure you have. Um, I mean, shelter is kind of usually a given. It just depends if you're out trekking along, I guess, is yeah. not in your normal home. But just having food and water and your general supplies on hand to get you through to 72 hours. Because in most cases, whether normal natural disasters, your basic snowfall, tornado, something like that, if the electricity goes out or something, most of the time I think they say that they can get it back up and running within the 72 hours. That's not always the case, but that's a great start. Um, starting point. It's a great starting point, having that 72 hours of supplies. And they say to have, I believe it's a gallon of water per person per day um, to have on hand um, as a bare minimum. So that's kind of your starting point. And then you can always, prepping doesn't have to be a doomsday prep. You know, it's not going out and getting a bunker and having all these supplies to last you for years. It could be. But it could be. It's it's one of those things that can cater to you. But having that starting point is a very basic thing, like I said, that will relieve stress in a stressful time when these uh, yeah. situations arise personally for me like i would love to have a bunker right that's like a dream that could be it's totally awesome but like realistically i have a limit to the amount of prepping that i even want in my home like i want to be stocked up but i don't want to be so stocked up that stuff is in my way and i can't manage my home or clean it properly and then my life is miserable because i'm worried about what if that makes sense um, I know some people will go past that level and if that's healthy for you, then that's just what it is. But like for me, like I do not want to go past that point where it's affecting my daily life and that would be one way to affect my daily life just to be hoarding stuff that I can't even live in my home properly because of it. <laughs> right. I could definitely, yeah, I agree with that because if I have a mess in my home, it kind of gives me stress in itself because yeah. it's like I, I'm um, suffocating. I don't have that space to breathe, even though my house is not always clean. Yeah. But I like to have it kind of organized. And I don't want it to be where people can't come over and walk through my house, you know. Um, so, yeah, definitely financially can't just go out and buy a bunker because dude those things are a fortune <laughs> be cool <laughs> but um so you do have limits there but there's nothing this to is why i'm on the low end of the prepper is that you guys are just like nonchalantly talking about the price of bunkers and i'm just like they sell bunkers <laughs> <laughs> but um but you you can start little by little. Like when you go to the grocery store and you buy, you know, your macaroni and cheese. 
instead of buying two boxes that get you through for the night, you buy four boxes. You know, you just kind of double up on the non-perishable items because those are good things to have on hand because the electricity could go out. So you might not be able to count on the food in your refrigerator. Um, and then you could also have, and for those worst case scenarios, you know, they make, they have the powdered milk and powdered eggs and those kind of things that are non-perishable, but that way you're able to have, still be able to have cereal in the morning or, you know, those convenience foods. So Julie, since you're our like prepper that's on the low end here, um, you already mentioned that you could survive for some amount of time, which I think actually is probably more than a lot of people. Uh, we do live in a rural kind of area-ish, so maybe in this area a lot of people. Yeah, um, I'm totally going to steal from my neighbors. That's what I count on the most. <laughs> Yikes. Good to know. Just Thought about inviting you out, but no. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just like, some people are probably like, I think I could loot. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other, I don't know if we need to go to the, that prep side. Like, there's one thing like prepping for natural disaster, but then also having to consider people and that they act differently under those situations. Stressful situations, yeah. yes. Well, that, yeah, that goes to a whole other level of preparing, uh, that Julie's jumping to. So, <laughs> but I think you have to have to look at it the same way. Like you could take that too far. Like I want to live my, in my home in a comfortable way, even if it means I'm not as prepped as I could possibly be. I mean, I also, am going to leave my house, even though should a natural disaster happen while I'm not at my house, you know, like, right. It'll be okay. So I think the question is like in for rating where you are in your life uh, for a status of being prepped. Um, so in the scenario of like the homesteader that was snowed in, had record setting snow, was snowed in for 10 days. If you were in that situation, would you be able to survive for that long without going to the store? Um, would you be freaking out because you weren't prepared? Um, and then what is stopping you from being just a little prepared to get you to be able to survive for 10 days yeah. without going to the store? And you also take a step back because, you know, we're in the spring. So you're not even thinking about it because you're not worried about that type of weather. Well, there's other types of natural disasters than just a winter storm. I mean, we're in Tornado Alley, so there's that. That knocks out power all the time to, for people, not usually long term. Right. But there's that. I mean, there's even... Flooding. There's flooding. Um, hurricanes. I mean, we don't really encounter that kind of stuff here. But you kind of have to... There's also, like, nat... I'm going to say this and people are going to, like, tune off. But there's natural EMPs also. Yeah, like things. solar flares and, and stuff. So, and you never know to what degree that, that might happen. And, like, what it's going to look like. And how short of a term, how long of a term, it might not be that long, but it might be a week that something changes and are you prepared? So not even if it's not the winter time, you should have this baseline prep, in my opinion. Right. I think being able to survive without going to the store for, I know I said the 72 hours is what they suggest. 
Um, but I think a week is a good starting point for everybody. Yeah. 72 hours. Okay. That'll get you through it. But as you're getting close to the end of that 72 hours, imagine how anxiety filled you would be if all of your supplies have dwindled down and you're like, is this, is my power coming back on tomorrow? All we have is enough for tomorrow, you know? Right. That would be stressful. (laughs) Yeah. So just having a little bit, it's, it's just trying to relieve some stress, uh, proactively relieve some stress, which I know this could probably honestly cause some stress thinking about prepping and, um, where to even start and all that stuff. But there are some great resources out there, um, in preparing for this, like you can go to ready.gov and they have um, a lot of useful information for making a plan for all sorts of emergencies and they have checklists um, that are great for like your basic startup um, for saving, like having your water on hand, extra cell phone, battery or charger. Like you probably wouldn't even think about that until you know, the power's out and, oh, I've got 20% left on my battery. Yikes. Um, and I'm sure that's, you know, first world problem, you know, but a flashlight, first aid kit. Do you have a first aid kit in your home? It's like, you should have a first aid kit in your home. (laughs) You should. Um, a whistle to signal for help. I'm, I know we have whistles all over the place, so that may I've got them in. Like, why would places. why would I need help? I'm <laughs> I help myself. <laughs> uh, but a manual can opener, because um, I we actually don't even have a an electric can opener. We always got frustrated with them, so we just found a really good manual one. But it's just those little things you don't actually really think about until you're in. An emergency situation. Um, so and if they, you just decided to stock up on canned food, also make sure you have a can opener. <laughs> right. Uh, but then like extra medicine uh, that you might need. Uh, infant formula and diapers if you have a child, which both two of our um, hosts on yeah. here do. So I went next level with my baby this time around, which I got so much like, what's the word? flack is that a a word yeah you got it so I decided a cloth diaper this one and one of my main motivations was this right here like I had a 2020 baby and I was already stocked up on diapers so it didn't affect me at all but I saw people not getting diapers for their babies or their baby could only wear a certain diaper and that was sold out and it's like oh these poor people who don't have their diapers for their babies and like I decided right then I didn't I never wanted to be that person so I was, I'm going cloth diaper, and if I'm going to be buying them, I'm going to be using them. So we went cloth diaper, which I love. So I always have that. That right. was motivation. If anything happens, I will always have the diapers I need for my baby. And, you know, that's a great point because stocking up on diapers is probably a hard thing to do because they go through so many. Yeah. So many and so many different sizes throughout so it's not like you can go okay I have a newborn well I'm gonna stock up on newborn diapers and then you know now they're past the newborn now I've got an excess of these and yeah by having the cloth ones I'm sure that they're kind of 
fit a range of sizes, right? Yeah. It's so not like just the diapers that I have. Um, well, they fit my baby right from birth and probably until potty train, unless it's like a super late potty train baby, which I doubt it. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. But <laughs> <laughs> like, there's also newborn diapers. And you can get size diapers if you want to get really elaborate with it. I'm cheap, so I got the one size. So something like that, that's an easy stock up. So yeah, just you might not even use them, but as a backup to have. But you could just use your regular diapers. And then if something happens, you have yeah. those to fall back on. And they resell pretty easily too. And we all know that they had the formula shortages here. Not, it doesn't even seem that long ago. Yeah, that was not even like at the initial... That was like a good year at least after. Yeah. yeah. So it's just some things to, you know, help. That one's hard though. Yeah. you never know what your baby's going to need. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, but, you know, just it's got a great checklist that you can go through. And then also on FEMA.gov, they have a printable booklet for preparing for a disaster. And it goes a little bit more in depth of um, getting us a plan together in your community, um, knowing who to call, um, just all sorts of information. It's just a great resource to help you make those steps into preparing for an emergency yeah. or preparing for those unknowns in life. And I do, um, go ahead. Sorry. I, I, I even interrupt her. I feel bad. When I listen back, I'm like, oh my goodness, I interrupt so much, but here I am. I know I do it all the time. Um, another thing that me and my husband have in a habit, which I am a stay-at-home mom. Um, so I have a pretty predictable life, but I'm always letting my husband know where I am. I'm like, hey, I'm going to be over at this person's house today and approximately at this time. This is not going to affect you, but you'll know where I am. Should anything happen, you know where I am, you know. If you learn that, oh no, some kind of disaster happened around this area, like, that's where my wife is, you know. Anything like that. Right. Um, well, that's what even we'll tell, like, if we're going out of town, I try to tell my parents, uh, or our parents, you know, hey, we're going here. This is the path we're taking, and this is kind of what we're going to be doing, and we're planning on coming back about this time and this is the path we're going to be taking um you know just as a to let somebody know kind of where we're at yeah and if something like you said and this may make us sound extreme i, I think these are healthy habits yeah it's it's just a safety thing i think um because anything could happen and it could it may not even be a natural disaster you could break your car break down or something even worse you know, the unspeakable that just happens, all the what ifs, but it's just, that is a good thing to do is just have that communication of I will where. say, not to interrupt you, but for Join those who are listening that are sort of like me. Yeah, I was waiting for it's you to really, input. It's really, it's really hard for me right now because everything stresses me out. The thought of like anything stresses me out um, and I can easily be that like I want the listener to know that if you can't afford to do all this at once like a few years ago I 
pretty much like started over and I started rebuilding my life and I couldn't financially do that all at once. And so slowly, like I have all these goals of like what I can obtain, obtain right now to slowly get to like these places. Um, I could probably go a little bit faster, but you know, I had a kid, <laughs> um, but I feel like that's something that the listeners should know. Like you don't have to go out and you don't have to do, especially if you have listened to what we are about right now and what like Kehlani and Lacey do, like you don't have to go out and be like, well, I can't afford a freeze dryer. <laughs> like <laughs> I can't afford this. Um, slowly and and it doesn't have to be like the most expensive things or the most but like just slowly like okay can I make it one day can I make it two days can I make it three days and then have your bigger goals behind you of like this is where I'm going to get to um don't look at like I have this notepad right now just like writing stuff down that I'm just like this is a lot of stuff. I have to go back to my goals and remember that I'm a two right now. <laughs> um, so I just didn't want like the listener to get overwhelmed and be like, well, that's not me because yeah. somebody's sitting on a box of cereal, half a gallon of milk and thinking, where do I go from here? Well, there is just like, um, Lacey was talking about like there is a lot of options like um, you can reach out to somebody who is more prepared to you and get advice like Lacey and Kehlani yeah like Lacey said there's a lot of resources that you can go to or you can go to friends who might be um, already on the prepared game um, you can even reach out to Lacey or Kehlani I'm sure they would be willing to I'm just gonna <laughs> cue you in there um and encourage if you need encouragement and you're like there's no hope for me I'm just gonna listen to these guys and not be prepared I will say this this is a actually simple tip and it might seem obvious but it's not for everybody it really isn't if you want to stock up on stuff even starting small Stock up on stuff that you use. I was fixing to say that, yeah. Don't go out and go, well, this is what everybody usually stocks up on. Like, everybody stocks up on beans. If you don't eat beans, yeah, don't stock up on don't them. Stock up on them. It's- Especially if it's something you need to actually rotate through. I made this mistake. I'm that person. When me and my husband were just starting our home, it was like, well, we need to stock up on stuff. So we went and bought a bunch of canned food, and I do cook at home, but we bought stuff that we still have, Okay. I've been married 10 years. Good grief. I think so, yeah. So it's like, oh my goodness, why did we buy so many cans of carrots? I don't like canned carrots. I like fresh carrots. I'm not going to use these. And anyway. I did the same thing. And I think that's what a lot of people that start out to prepare probably do make that mistake of, I've just got to go get a whole bunch of canned food to get in my pantry. Um, Yeah, different variety. Well, if you don't eat that variety, it's, I mean, I guess worst case scenario, yeah. something hits the fan. I can eat canned carrots. <laughs> you can do it. But realistically, so you're not wasting money, buy the things that you actually yeah. use. And if you have the money, 
do it simply like if you're gonna buy this one can of whatever just buy two that time you know yeah because you can slowly start stocking up yeah one at a time just put one foot in front of the other well that's one thing (laughs) that i would like to tell people is that one thing that i have to like keep reminding myself is what you were talking about like the other day i was making a walmart order (laughs) walmart order (laughs) sounds funny um I didn't go to the store. I made a Walmart order. But then I was like, oh, I need to stock up on paper towels. And I'm just like, (laughs) I don't know. There's some things that, like, you can, like, get it in your head. Like, if I run out of paper towels today and I don't have paper towels tomorrow, like, who's going to (laughs) die? Like, that's not somewhere I need to be, like, throwing my money to stock up on. If um, there's other areas that you need. Yes. Yeah. So, like, if you're, like, thinking, like, oh, okay, well, I use paper towels or I use this, I use that. Like, ultimately think, like, realistically. Yeah. Your essentials. Where... It's actually hilarious that you said paper towels. This was in no connection to today's conversation, but me and my husband were talking about paper towels. And I was like, you know, that's one thing that it's like the first thing I could live without, like really. And my my household, I'm like converting to reusable as much as possible and cloth, almost everything. I like toilet paper. <laughs> yeah. I actually would. I don't. Yeah. In, in, yeah. I like cloth available in case of an emergency, but I'm also just transitioning in general. Like we use cloth across the board. So yeah, paper towels are like. Who needs them? <laughs> well, that's so funny because I was, I think we were, we'd opened our last little package of paper towels and we we're putting on. I was like, huh, I need to order some. And Brett goes, you know, when we first got married, we hardly ever bought paper towels. We never really went through them. I was like, huh, that's weird. I was like, why? He's like, well, it was something extra that we had to pay for and we just didn't use it. We just used dish towels and stuff. I was like, why don't we get back to that? (laughs) And then I placed an order, but it it is definitely something that you can do without. I mean, unless you just don't have dish towels in your house or towels in general. Yeah. But that could be, or like when you see like your snack cabinet and the weekend's coming up and you're like, I don't want to go shopping this weekend and I need snacks for the weekend. I got to stock up. Like, (laughs) That's another one of those things I'm like, okay, it's fine. <laughs> we don't need snacks. <laughs> irrational fear. Everybody else is like preparing for an apocalypse and I'm just like, yeah. but what if I don't have snackies for the weekend? <laughs> I actually, yeah, we don't keep snacks in our house unless it's something that I'm just made. We don't I, generally either. I detoxed from snacks when I was getting so frustrated by the amount of snacks my kids wanted to eat and then they only wanted to eat that and they didn't want to eat real food like hey you know an easy way to do that like to cleanse our family of this is to stop buying snacks but that is not to say that i in a stressful situation you can have those uplifting snacks oh yeah you know that might it sounds reliever. weird, but Actually, it could be a reliever. This is a good 
uh, tip that I read. This is simple that anyone and everyone can do right now, okay? I'm just assuming everyone has a first aid kit. Okay, put a sucker in there. Okay, if your kid is screaming and you're having to do some kind of first aid for them, give them a sucker and like it could just be what helps the situation. That's I put this sucker in my first aid kit 20 years ago and now it's paying off. <laughs> you go to this go to the bank like, "Oh, look at them dumb." I'm going to put this in the first aid kit. Like, Thank you. You don't even have to spend money on this sucker. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's funny that you said it like that. <laughs> um yeah, but I feel like it would be bring a type of what is the word? Normalcy? Normalcy? Yeah. Yeah. To a very uncomfortable I mean, no matter how prepared you are in that situation, like it you will be uncomfortable for a while. Yeah, but. and keeping the Oh, your mind and your, uh, your mind healthy. I guess your, oh, what is the term I'm looking for here? Mindset? Not mindset, but Minutes. there's mental. Mental state. Your mental state, yeah. Keeping that healthy during that time, you know, that's part of that is some of that normalcy just to keep you sane, you know. Um, but yeah, there are. We've talked about the, like, what ifs, you know. What if natural disaster? What if something happens when you're not at home? What if, ha what if something happens when you're at work or while you're on the road? Something else to prepare for. And you can take the baby steps. But it's kind of a good idea to have those. Generally, they're called go bags or a bug out bag. Um, but that in your car that you know your get home bag i don't even think that that's first step first step take water with you just even like a water bottle is better than no water bottle like if you have to walk somewhere right and it depends on you know if it's in the heat or if it's in the cold but yeah water or your car breaks down and you need to add water to the uh radiator or you know it's overheating <laughs> yeah um it's just a good we always usually have a couple bottles of water rolling around in the back. <laughs> rolling around somewhere. <laughs> I knew that this was going to pay off. <laughs> well, you never know. Or you have a coughing fit. There's that bottle of water you can chug on. Where'd this come from? Oh, I don't care. I don't yeah. <laughs> I'm the only one that drives this, so we're good. <laughs> oh, my goodness. See, I'm another conspiracy theorist in a different way, is that I refuse to drink water that has been in a hot car because well, I believe that the plastic will release things and give me cancer. <laughs> yeah. Well, keep a different kind of water. Keep a, like a jug of water. No, not a jug, like a, a like canteen a canteen or whatever. Yeah. Like my water bottle. I don't even know what it is. Stainless like a steel. Yeah. Like a thermos keep, or something. I, I keep that in the car. Yeah. Which is a good idea too. But you, I don't you do can that take... one on purpose. <laughs> but that's one of those things like yeah the water? oh there it is <laughs> you could just take baby steps to it's just another step of being prepared or having a bag of that stuff at your job in case you don't have your car like maybe you carpool and something happens and you need to hoof it home you have some essentials to get you home you know but that's just you know 
another step in the preparing, you know. Yeah. And uh, that's like an easy thing that you could do. Also, what we talked about earlier, you know, I like let my husband know where I am. Right. Um, or you but, could go psycho and like have like a, like a really elaborate plan. And <laughs> we do that too. <laughs> well, and that's also in an emergency, knowing your surroundings of, you know, if somebody comes in here threatening, what's my out? Or um, I did that like, okay, I'm up on the second floor. If something goes down uh, at work, okay, here's my, I have three exits here. I have two doors on each end of the room and I have a balcony that I can jump over. <laughs> See, I think, honestly, you have to go through the baby steps before you can kind of just have an easy mindset of that. Because that could stress you out if you're always thinking about everything you need to do to be prepared. But if you already have these other things, just like in your normal routine that you're prepared for, then you can kind of start naturally. You just kind of think about things and have a plan. And it doesn't affect you, but you know it's there if you need it. Right. It's kind of like you said, like creating a budget. It can be really stressful creating a budget. But then once you have the budget, it's really relaxing. And then you're almost like, hey, I could save money for this and it'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And then just discussing a plan with your family of, hey, in case of an emergency, we have this stocked up. Or this is our plan of action. Or in case we're away from home, you know, we plan on meeting here, you know. Just so everybody's on the same page. But again, it's that plan to relieve stress. Um, but do remember, in everything you do, pray about the situation. And um, I have a verse. Pray for guidance and knowledge to know the course to take. So in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God, which surpasses all comprehension, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Giving that to God will make it way easier, too. That will relieve stress. And that's not just if something happens. That's right now, too. Yeah, that's in general. That's in your daily life. Like, if the idea of prepping right now is giving you stress, just, like, remember, like, okay. And then, also, if you're one of those people who's, like... Well, if you have Jesus, why do you have to prepare? Sorry to offend you if I used to use the voice, but I'm sorry. <laughs> no, that's not how that works. And there's, like, so many. So I think you've said this about, like, Noah's Ark. Like, God had Noah prepare for the flood. Okay, Right. God, he wants us to be prepared. I mean, that's one of those. I also have that other saying, um... God gives every bird its worm, but he doesn't throw it into its nest. Right. The same for us. It's so. amazing how you don't understand some idioms and expressions. And then you just pull one of those little out, and I'm like, huh, I've never heard that one. <laughs> I'm making it. Okay. I, I write these down so that I can use them and sound like I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I'm kidding. Anyway. Kaylani creates her own idioms. <laughs> Um, but it's kind of funny you said that because I actually, you said the, um, well, God will take care of it, so I don't need to do anything. It's funny how you hear that all the time. I actually had that wrote down in my notes. Um, it's one of those, it's like that story of the drowning man. Of A fellow was stuck on his rooftop in a flood. 
praying to God to help. And a man comes by in a rowboat and says, hey, come on, I'll, uh, I can save you. And the stranded man goes, uh, no, I'm good. I'm uh, praying to God. He's going to save me. So the rowboat goes on. And then a motorboat comes by. And the fellow in the motorboat shouts, jump in. I can save you. And the stranded man will say, no, thanks. I'm praying to God and he is going to save me. I have faith. So the motorboat went on. And then a helicopter comes by and a pilot shouts down, grab this rope. I will lift you to safety. The stranded man again will reply, no, thanks. I'm praying to God and he is going to save me. I have faith. And the helicopter reluctantly fly away. And soon the man drowns, gets up to heaven and meets God and goes, God, why didn't you save me? And he goes, I sent you a rowboat, a motorboat, and a helicopter. What more did you expect? That's kind of what I'm thinking. You know, he will get you through any situation. But I believe he does expect us to do our part to take the actions that are the tools that he gives us. Yeah. I think that goes back to like that. um, The most classic one that I hear all the time and it really gets under my skin and I try not to let it because I try to remember like why the verse, the um, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. And it's like, yeah, we've talked about that one a few times. (laughs) Um, man, well, I don't know how to do this, but I can do all things <laughs> through Christ who strengthens me. And it's just like, but if you're not putting in action and like doing something, you can't just sit and wait for to do it. Like, <laughs> I'm going to get really fit sitting here because I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Like, all right. Nope, that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah, you definitely have to do your part. Go yeah. do a jumping jack. Just, just at least one, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, and that's the thing about, like, I feel like with faith, it's all, like, about listening and for the guidance. Guidance. As you go. But Yeah, it's true. Um, that's what, and I, maybe I have said this specifically on this podcast before, but that specific spot in the verse when it says all things through Christ. So if you're doing it through Christ, then you're in um, his way, his path. And if the thing you're trying to do isn't even what Jesus wants you to do, <laughs> then, you know, that doesn't even apply. That verse does not apply to you. Right. The Ferrari that you want and that you think that you deserve because you can do all things through Christ doesn't apply because God wants you to drive a station wagon. Maybe God wants you to walk. <laughs> you know, like, sorry. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but yeah. Um, so, just a little preparing. It will just Baby save steps. you. Yeah. Save you stress. But yeah, you don't it, have to go out and just I gotta go spend thousands of dollars and I've gotta stock up for a lifetime of the what ifs, but what ifs and you, can get you down. You don't even have to. I don't know. You guys might not agree with what I'm about to say, <laughs> um, but you don't even have to prepare for all the scenarios. Like if you are listening to this and you're just like EMP, like 
Sure. <laughs> okay, well, prepare for something that's more realistic to you. Like, prepare for your car breaking down. Prepare for, um, you know, being at work and you're, <laughs> like, even, like, not having the capability of charging your phone. Like, I don't know. It's simple of carrying an extra battery pack for your phone. Like, right. those those simple baby steps, like, that's the stuff that kind of gets you into yeah. the, the bigger stuff. And, yeah. like, will I... overall help you be feel more confident in providing for your family in times of need. I'd love to wrap this up, if you don't mind, with a challenge that I'm going to put on you, Lacey, since she is oh, no. the high number. <laughs> Spur of the moment, I didn't tell her to prepare. But if you could give each me and Julie something like maybe the next step up, like maybe maybe this is the next goal for you for prepping. Like what do you think it would be for us? Each individually, her being a two, three, and me being a four, five. Ooh. And you have three seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I don't do good under pressure. That's why I prepare. <laughs> um, hmm. Well... Julie said that she could survive for 10 days, probably easy enough, I think. Um, so I would say her next step would be maybe, you know, three weeks. Because they say, I think they say... Um, That's a hard one. Hang on. I think I have one for you. Wait, you said it was my no, challenge. I know, but you, you dropped it. <laughs> okay. This one's really simple. Unless you think you have a girl. Yeah, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> How about you acquire a water something to keep in the car that's not plastic, so you don't have to worry about it, and you always have water in your car? I actually already have it. I just ah. didn't want to cut you off and, like, interrupt you and, like, go off into that spiel. I tried. But... Sorry. <laughs> oh, well, that's a good idea. Okay, so we'll go down there. I also have a blanket in there. <laughs> that was your idea. next one. Yeah. Um, hmm. Do you have any ideas for me, Julie? Sorry, I cut Lacey off. Yeah, this is why she should not jump dump these on me just at the last minute. Um, oh, we don't have to. Okay, so, so you said what, you were... what I was thinking about this this whole time. And then <laughs> it was actually pretty funny. <laughs> I was just like, Kehlani's got to get that door on her. <laughs> on your um, safe room. Safe room. Yes, that's a great and one. And I was just like, man, she really has got to get that door. And then I thought about like where my safe room is. <laughs> oh, that's okay. You can. And you I can... don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a cellar? Nope. I personally nope. think that you can see other people and know you don't have to be better than them to give someone advice, basically, right. in any way. Well, okay. Well, I'm going to just turn this around. After talking about this, what what do you think your next step should be? You or are so wise. Would you say you, a goal is, is yours? Because I actually made a list for myself. Okay, right this here. is good. So, Julie, what, what's was the like, next baby step you're taking? I just so, wanted it to be a game, okay? <laughs> so, my next baby step. I have a propane tank. And we have, like, these big goals of getting, like, gas stoves and stuff in the house. But, and that's for, like, weather. 
but I was thinking, and I was just like, man, I need to get some type of cooking element that I can use if I don't have power. Um, That's really good. Because that would, <laughs> like, I mean, we have a grill, and I have a, like, grill slash fire pit. <laughs> like if like if I needed to do this I could. So you could have a but... party if anything happens. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um I was like, man, just something that's just like super simple, like almost like you know, there's just like camp, like portable. Uh-huh. Um oh, like a like Coleman if stove. We had to like leave our home too. Like you could take it with you. Yeah. It's like that would be like so like living in town because i do live in town i probably would not want to stay here if it was like a serious (laughs) like i just don't think i would want to be around people like so my mass population hey that's also something that you could use if you like to camp or something because it's not just something you have to buy and set aside and never use it's you something you could use also recreationally right yeah, that's what we've been thinking about a lot, just to, like, dive into, like, me personally, like, just things that I would use camping and, like, acquiring a tent. Yeah. That, because, like, tents, I don't know about you guys, but, like, they have some super cool tents that are just, like, those, like, pop-up mm-hmm. that are, like, very small and compact and... They're pretty much like window visor pop-ups. Oh, right. You could just like throw them and then boom, you have shelter. And they're Um, small, so they don't take up a big footprint for your home. Yeah. And I I know a lot of people probably, if they're thinking about prepping, they're probably thinking about space that they don't have. Um, But yeah, I would probably get... That's probably my next step is just to get something that we could use, especially like preparing for like the winter. Right. Because you could always use that for heat as well if you were um, on the go. Right. I mean, I'd have to take my propane tank, but. Yeah. After this and then eventually, talk, I kind of feel like I personally need, <laughs> this is a really simple one, but. I need to acquire some snacks that <laughs> aren't going to get eaten in my home, but could be stashed away somewhere. Um, yeah, I don't even know what those would be. I don't like junk food, but just but well, also the, like I don't know for snacks in our home we like eat cucumbers and well, cheese. And that's stuff. what you need is you need to get some freeze dried apples and cucumbers. Yeah, that's because your kids love the freeze dried and apples hide and, them because otherwise yeah. you just eat them, which yeah. is fine and great. But just like have some stashed away. I, I need to do that. Right. Well, that's I know somebody good. that could freeze dry them for you. Would be really convenient too for us <laughs> because like. You know, if we're going to be gone for the day or I'm going somewhere unexpected or far away, for sure, we always, I always take snacks. That would be really convenient just to, I don't actually need snacks today, but I have them in the car, you know. Right. And they're not going to go bad. Yeah. Something that's not going to go bad. And maybe something that's not stored in plastic. (laughs) (laughs) That, that would be good for you. Like if you wanted a place to store them would probably be your car. 
Yeah. Like right. if you didn't want to like consume them. <laughs> yeah. But so yeah, I think that's my my thing. Oh. Good. Easy, simple. So, well, what I thought about this, like as you were talking, is we had we had so I deal with a lot of food, and one day somebody wanted to take some food to a homeless man. And this food had been sitting out for a really long time. And then we advised them, like, no, you probably shouldn't take that food. <laughs> and they're just like, ah. <laughs> and I think it's like this idea that, like, you know, he's <laughs> like, he'll be happy with whatever he gets. Um, but I'm just like, no. Like, um, I think that's what some people forget, too, of like when, because I know some people who keep granola bars in their car. That if, like, a homeless person was to ask them for food, they have something that they don't have to cook. They don't need kitchen utensils. Like, a lot of people are like, well, I could buy you some groceries. <laughs> and then it's just like, well, uh, what are they going to do with all these groceries? No and it's like, even if they're non non-perishable, like, do they have can openers? Do they have, you know the proper so it's funny just to think about like going to that state when you know like me thinking when I don't have a home because that's where all my stuff is right <laughs> that was one of the things that we were when we were talking about I was just like I probably should update my first aid kits and my cars and update a lot of stuff in my cars yeah because i use them and i shouldn't <laughs> well and that is something that's kind of goes along with being prepared is yeah updating those first aid kits um making sure that your batteries are up to date or working in your smoke detectors in your home yeah so um, like when you're doing sorry i guess if you're doing that right you might not we do that Right. So, like, it's let's say at the beginning of the year, you check check your uh, that would be like a thing. Check your batteries and your detectors, and also your first aid kits. Right. Maybe add something to it during that time too, like a sucker, dum dum, whatever it's called. And something else that is a a pro tip um, is to keep a comfortable pair of shoes in your car. That's good because. Um, if you do get stranded and you do have to walk, you might be in dress shoes or you might be in flip-flops. I actually have some anxiety about that when I leave the house. Like, but do I really want to wear these shoes? Because if anything happens, I'm not going to want to wear these shoes. Yeah. <laughs> I have a pair of muck boots in mine, hey. which is... <laughs> Lacey's like, um... So I have combat boots and I have muck boots and no, the muck I have boots, some really so good sneakers for running. Well, I have an extra pair of tennis shoes at work and I carry a pair of boots in my car. So if it's rainy or muddy or you, you're you never stuck know. on I the might, side of the road, I might have to traipse across country to get home. Rather than taking roads, it might be faster to go through the woods. It's probably not. <laughs> probably not, because then I'm going to be freaking out. Like, am I going the right direction? Compass might be good also. <laughs> but um, but a c comfortable pair of shoes in your car for just in case, you know, 
you might even have heels that you wear on the normal and you break a heel. No, <laughs> I don't know. I do not do that. But that's just a something to have. That's kind of a cool your, idea. Yeah. And generally, I mean, grant you, that might be hard for mother of four to have six pairs of shoes in her car. No, my kids are always in comfortable shoes. That's that's true. But uh, just a tip. Um, and if you need some inspiration on how to prepare, there are some great books out there. Um, real books, like help books. Um, real books. Not, the not just ones. fiction. <laughs> nonfiction. Um, like, there's like the crisis preparedness handbook which i had i do not have but i did order because it had really great reviews crisis preparedness handbook crisis preparedness handbook by patricia spigarelli aston good job um probably <laughs> hopefully um there's the preppers long-term survival guide for like that next step um after just normal preparedness and the seven step survival plan by David Cobbler and Mark Goodwin. Are these Goodwin. books you've actually read? Except uh, for that first one, you said? Except for the first one. Uh, the seven-step survival plan book I am currently reading, but I've read a lot of other books by Mark Goodwin. Um, but it gives great details on, like, documents that you need to keep, you know, a copy of in case of an emergency. Yeah, I know. That's I was like kinda... my least favorite prepping idea. Like, <laughs> yeah. But if you don't want it to be too real, there are some great fiction books, but kind of that are about these emergency situations. That well, that's just fun. Yeah, it's yeah because it gives you that look into it of, huh? Well, that could happen. These are this is kind of how. It Wait, was are these handled. like dystopian books or like yeah. real books? Real fiction books written about that for that reason though, or just yeah. So like it's there's several and that's like EMP or you know, but you can kind of use it. It's like even I was talking to a friend, they were talking about how they like, um, oh, what's the survival zombie book? I can't remember what it is. Survival zombie book. It's like. Either World War Z, I don't know if we were uh, talking about that one, or Surviving a Zombie Apocalypse or something. <laughs> I don't know. But they're like, well, you know, even though it's based on zombies, you can kind of use this in a real life situation if something happened. Just change it from zombies to natural disaster or, you know. Yeah. Um, but some of these that I really enjoyed reading um, and... They're Christian-based, so they do not have any of the filth in them. Um, but Mark Goodwin is a... Yes, I know. Uh, Mark Goodwin is a great author, and he wrote the, the Days of Noah by Mark Goodwin, and it's kind of a... Um, it's actually more of the... Uh, the opposite of... The end of times oh. of... Uh, Revelation. Okay. It's kind of based on that. But he has another series of EMP survival box set. Um, Seven Cows, Ugly and Gaunt. Um, but it's really great because it kind of makes you think of, oh, okay. 
if this disaster happened, this is what they did. Would I be able to do that? Or, you know, it makes you kind of think of these steps that you could take or because that one's actually really good because they are taking steps to prepare. Um, so it's kind of that one is a starting from scratch um, preparing. Uh, but it's a really great and it's a fiction. So it's not too real. Or is it? <laughs> but it's a great read. I definitely recommend it. I'll have to look into that author for sure. I'm, yeah. I'm not familiar with him. I've read like, I think three um, different series of his. Oh, and 299 Days by Glenn Tate. That was a really good series. It's 10 books long, but it's awesome. Um, but yeah, that's my thoughts on preparing. Yeah. Start out, baby steps. It just relieves stress. Now it's time for... Say what? Do you have an idiom prepared or... Tis your turn if you have one prepared. Lacey's so bummed because she's... I'm not cheap. I've got a whole list of them, but I'm. it's her turn, so... Right. so hey might actually know this idiom this saying this expression um but we'll see to go belly up oh my goodness to go belly up without hearing it in a sentence was that it yeah i'm gonna say yes surrender this is actually actually really funny because of what we just talked about. Um, Wait, can you I use will... it in a sentence first in case I got it wrong? We must be prepared. <laughs> because if the merger deal doesn't materialize, the company may go belly up. Dead? <laughs> <laughs> like, like, you know, like you die and then you're like, Ugh. Like you're floating. This is like my second guess now. Yeah, that's pretty much go bankrupt to break or malfunction, fail, or come to an end. Okay, so I kind of got it right. <laughs> uh, yeah. I got it wrong, I guess, without you, context. You got it wrong before I said it in a sentence. Yeah. Within you. I must but. say it's, I'm not familiar with it. Like, Have it you ever heard anybody Have you never it? heard it? I feel like... I've heard things said about being belly up, maybe. She's like, well, put your shirt on. <laughs> yeah, like, I just, it just sounds like I so probably you heard need it. to work on your core. <laughs> yeah. So do you have the nope. origin of it? Uh, the implied comparison is with a dead fish or other animals floating upside down in the water. So Gotcha. That's just the origin. Gotcha. My first thought was like, you know, when like a dog finally submits or, you know, like it'll like roll on its back. Gotcha. Uh, I, I guess oh, I can understand that. That's yeah. why I said surrender. Yep. Yeah. You were wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I would have yeah. never, ever, ever used that. And I probably still won't because it's like weird, guys. <laughs> well, people use it a lot in business. Like people maybe who that's like why. work. <laughs> <laughs> People who just talk about money a lot. I see. I, see. Mm -hmm. I talk about money. How to save money. Yeah, so you're never going belly up. Yeah. 
<laughs> Listen here, kids. We're not going to be wasting our resources or this whole no snacks for anybody. <laughs> or this we'll whole go. house go belly up. Yeah, look, she was able to use it. <laughs> I'll use it wrong now. <laughs> Well, guys, I think this was a great episode, and uh, we hope to hear from y'all, and we'll see you later. Bye. Bye. Stay prepared. (laughs) Bye.